Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And a great morning to all of you out there in West Georgia. It is the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy Friday to everybody on this Halloween Eve. Exciting stuff. We have got a lot to cover on the show, including the Atlanta Falcons get a victory and they're able to close it out. Trevor Lawrence tests positive for COVID-19 and he is out against Boston College this weekend. We got the college football games that I'll preview and I'll make my NFL picks. First, I want to talk about the Atlanta Falcons. So, they clearly know what they're doing when it comes to moving the football through between the 20s. But that game was too close for comfort. Teddy Bridgewater for Carolina does not light the world on fire. The Falcons get by and squeak a 25 to 17 victory, but they don't make it easy. They could have put that game away, but their kicker, Youngway Koo, missed an extra point, making it a one-score game. The Falcons had opportunities to put that game away. They were banged up a little bit. Todd Gurley left the game, but he did come back. Calvin Ridley twisted his ankle. He left the game. Julio Jones had a monster game, but the story of this game was the defense. Three sacks, which that's unheard of, but three sacks, one by Deion Jones, one by Isaiah Oliver, and one by Dante Fowler. They showed some blitzes. They they know Teddy Bridgewater's strengths and weaknesses. DJ Moore was a non-factor. Teddy Bridgewater did convert a third along on that final drive. And let's be honest, I thought that Carolina was going to tie that game up. I mean, would you expect anything else from the Falcons? This is what it's come to. Let's be honest. Matt Ryan is a decent quarterback. He's not an A. He's more of a B-plus quarterback. Julio Jones is a talented wide receiver, but he is getting towards the tail end of his career. That's it. The Atlanta Falcons have mediocre players they've had for a decade now. Thomas Dimitrov, he hit some home runs on some picks, but he has completely whiffed on some picks, and that's why he's not the GM anymore. The Atlanta Falcons are they are what they are. They're about an 8-8 eight eight football team. In that division with Drew Brees and now Tom Brady, let's not get high expectations on the Falcons. I know it was exciting in 2008 when they made the playoffs. They had back-to-back winning seasons for the first time ever. And you thought that the Falcons were going to turn the corner and be this dominant franchise because they found their quarterback. Matt Ryan is a franchise quarterback. Yes, I would have liked to seen him win a Super Bowl. But I think he is going to retire not having a Super Bowl for Atlanta. I think that's the sad reality. He is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's going to get in the ring of honor someday in Atlanta. But let's be honest. If you're a diehard Falcons fan, which I'm not, I just live in Georgia and I see the Falcons on TV all the time and I root for them when I'm not rooting for the 49ers. Let's be honest. The Atlanta Falcons are an 8-8 team with talent, They're capable of winning any game. If you look at their schedule, they should beat Denver next week. Then they'll have to play the Saints. I think they're going to lose that game. They play the Raiders at home. 
that is a toss-up. If Derek Carr has a great game, he, he could light the world on fire and have a great game. Josh Jacobs could just run all over the place on that Falcons defense. That's a very interesting game. With Justin Herbert doing great for the Chargers, that's not a guaranteed victory. They'll have to take on the Chargers in L.A., taking on Tom Brady twice, taking on Drew Brees twice. They could possibly go 3-13. and 13. If you look at next year, usually this is what happens. Anytime the Falcons play a last place schedule, if they have a bunch of easy games, they could easily go 9-7, 10-6 without even trying. That's what happened. So I was happy to see them on Thursday night. It wasn't that bad. Uh, locally here in Georgia, Georgia Southern got a big victory on a Thursday night game. College football. Speaking of college football, we have a pretty busy week in college football. The game of the week would have been Ohio State and Penn State if Penn State didn't lose. But the Buckeyes will travel to Happy Valley. A lot of people are saying that Ohio State is the third-ranked team in all of college football. If they were to do the college football playoff, there are three teams in college football, and then there's everybody else. There's Clemson, there's Alabama, and then there's Ohio State. Although Clemson is in trouble with Trevor Lawrence testing positive for COVID, he is not going to play against Boston College. But Clemson is talented enough that they should be able to get that victory. But that's a pretty scary sight to have Clemson's to have Clemson's record in jeopardy. Alabama should be able to get the win against Mississippi State. It'll be the first time that Mike Leach and Nick Saban has gone head-to-head. It looks like the coaches in the SEC are doing everything they can to try to compete with Nick Saban. He's still the greatest. What can I say? You have LSU taking on Auburn. Something's got to give. You got a 2 and 2 LSU Tigers team going up against a 3 and 2 Auburn Tigers team in Auburn, Alabama. We'll see how that goes. Of course, Georgia takes on Kentucky at noon on the SEC Network, and it's one of those games up in Lexington. Georgia has got to show that Stetson Bennett is the quarterback. He's got to try some stuff. He's got to throw the ball deep. He's got to get his receivers involved. Of course, Georgia can run the football. They can run it with Zamir White and then Trey Milton, the talented freshman. Joey Gatewood Joey Gatewood will be the starting quarterback for Kentucky. And is this going to be something that will help the Kentucky Wildcats get things going? Mark Stoops has done a great job with that program. We'll see if Kentucky can get the upset over the Bulldogs. Hopefully the Bulldogs are not overlooking the Wildcats because next week, They take on the Florida Gators in Jacksonville in the annual Georgia-Florida game. Locally here in Georgia, Georgia Tech takes on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, a huge game in Atlanta as Notre Dame coming in, one of the most talented teams in all of college football. They are currently ranked fourth, and that game will be the 3.30 game on ABC. Of course, a surprise team that could possibly get into the college football playoff is Oklahoma State. They will take on Texas. That's three and two. Imagine at number six, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, if they run the table, they'll get into the college football playoff. They're talented running back Chubba Hubbard and that air raid offense, Coach Mike Gundy, he's an underrated head coach. And he has got the Oklahoma State Cowboys doing very well this year. Of course, the primetime game, Ohio State and Penn State. You got Florida taking on Missouri. Florida hoping to bounce back. North Carolina taking on Virginia. They're 15th in the country. I cannot wait. College football is exciting. And of course, it is Friday. It is time for my Hot Sports Take Friday as we know that this is the day before Halloween. 
We all got trick-or-treating going. We got uh, The Mandalorian Season 2 starting today. That's pretty exciting if you're a big Star Wars fan, which I am. I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I found out that Netflix is going to up their subscription as well. But there's a lot of original content on Netflix that I like, so I'm probably not going to give that up just yet. It is Hot Sports Take Friday, and this is my Hot Sports Take. Kind of random. It's kind of going coming out of nowhere. The Atlanta Hawks will make the NBA Finals. Yes, this is kind of random, and it's out of left field. And it's like, what are you talking about, Atlanta Hawks? Well, with the start of the NBA season coming up, and I know this is really going to make a lot of Atlanta Hawks fans happy, but they are building something special there in Atlanta with GM Travis Schlink and with the acquisition of Trey Young. First of all, if John Collins did not get suspended for 25 games, the Hawks would have made the playoffs. They would have been in the bubble, at least competing for a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. If you look at who represented the Eastern Conference in the finals, the Miami Heat, they're not setting the world by storm. They have one superstar, Jimmy Butler. The Celtics are another team that could have made the finals. The Toronto Raptors were still a great team even though they lost Kawhi Leonard. But the Atlanta Hawks are building something special. John Collins is an all-star. Trey Young, he's not Luka Doncic, but he's still a great offensive scorer just without the defense. If they could develop the second-year players, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, the Atlanta Hawks will have a nucleus that will have a combination of really good role players and really good superstars. Remember, they have a lottery pick. You got the NBA draft coming up in November. If they hit on one of their NBA picks, and I still feel that the Hawks are in contention to pick up a big free agent. They had a shot in 2015 to go to the NBA Finals. This could possibly be their year. Everything is just lining up right for the Hawks. And you know when they had that group together for about 10 years, Al Horford, Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, all they've got to do is get the right coach in here. I think Lloyd Pierce still is a good coach. He does a very good job developing players. I just feel the East is wide open. Call it what you want. If you think that this is a crazy hot sports take, it is, but I still think uh, that they will make it to the NBA Finals, but they'll probably lose to either the Lakers or the Warriors. So that is my hot sports take. It is Friday, and it's time for my football picks. So here we go. You got New England traveling to Buffalo. Buffalo's 5-2. and two. Buffalo barely beat the Jets last week, but this is a must-win game for Cam Newton. Cam has got to bounce back. It is a tall task, especially traveling to Buffalo, where they have a talented defense. And I think the Buffalo Bills win 20-17. All right, the Tennessee Titans, after losing to the Steelers last week, they traveled to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is continuing to improve as a quarterback, but Cincinnati's defense just got worse after losing Carlos Dunlap to, in a trade to the Seattle Seahawks. And I think the Titans are just too strong here. Although Taylor Lewan is out on the offensive line, I think that Tennessee gets a victory, but it's going to be a close one, 23-20. The Las Vegas Raiders travel to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. Raiders do not have much of a defense. That is going to fare well for Baker Mayfield as he's going to throw up big numbers. They're without Odell Beckham Jr., but I think that Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback when he doesn't have a diva wide receiver that's looking to get 10 catches every game. He's going to sprinkle the ball around the infield. He's got Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt. 
He's got some weapons. And I think that the Cleveland Browns do get the victory 26 to 21. The Indianapolis Colts will travel to Detroit. Detroit is really getting a lot of confidence after that big win over the Falcons last week. And they will take on an Indianapolis Colts team that is pretty good. They have a great defense, 4-2. and two, And I think that they're going to get the surprise. Well, Indy, Indy's favored by three. And I think that the Colts are going to travel on the road and get the victory 31 to 27. Detroit is not as good as their three and three record. And Matt Patricia, he's going to be out coached by Frank Reich for Indy. Well, this game, it seems like it's a mismatch. The Minnesota Vikings taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Green Bay's favored by six and a half. And that's true. The Vikings are not a very good team. They lost a lot of players on defense from last year's team. And we don't know the health of Dalvin Cook. Aaron Rodgers is going to do very well with Devontae Adams. He's fully healthy. Aaron Jones, a talented running back. And Green Bay gets the victory. And it's not even going to be close. Green Bay is going to win 42-10. to 10. Another mismatch. The New York Jets travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Jets are 0-7. It's hard to pick this game like the score. I know that the Kansas City is going to completely dominate this game from start to finish. Wow. I would say Kansas City is going to win 38 to nothing. Yeah, that's a very bold score. But Kansas City's favored by 19 and a half points. This is one of those games, like if you think that the Jets are showing any life of talent, would you take the points? It's maybe it's one of those trap games where you think it's going to be closer than expected. But let's be honest here. Kansas City has a 94% chance to win this game. I've never seen that in the National Football League. That is crazy. All right, the Los Angeles Rams will travel to Miami to take on the starting debut of Tua Tagovailoa. This could be a very interesting game because the matchup I want to see is Aaron Donald and that offensive line for Miami. Is Tua going to have time to throw the ball? It is his first start. It's experimental. The running backs are not very good for Miami, but Tua does have Devontae Parker. He does have Preston Williams. He does have some wide receivers. I think that the Rams, who are very good after beating the Bears in the talented defense, I think the Rams do get the victory, but it'll be a lot closer than people expect. And it's going to be a defensive struggle. The Rams get out of Miami with a 19-17 victory. The game of the week, the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Steelers are 6-0. The Ravens are 5-1. Ravens are favored by four. The key in this game is that front seven for Pittsburgh. Can they slow down Lamar Jackson? Can they make Lamar Jackson turn into a pocket passer and throw the football? If the Ravens have a lead in this game, it is going to be hard for the Steelers to come back. Baltimore is playing at home, and this is a rivalry game. I think Baltimore does get a very close victory, 24-21. to 21. And then the 72 Dolphins can be happy once again. You got the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Denver Broncos. Both teams are 2-4, and four, and they're playing on the road. I really like what Justin Herbert's doing for Los Angeles. The Broncos are not a very good team. Drew Locke is not the quarterback of the future. The Broncos' defense is banged up. And I think that the Los Angeles Chargers get a road victory. They're a lot better than their 2-4 and four record. And they win the game 29-26. to 26. You got the Fox NFL Game of the Week. The New Orleans Saints traveling to the Windy City to take on the Chicago Bears. Saints are 4-2. and two. They have rallied for three straight victories. And the Bears, coming off a short week, 
Monday night losing to the Bears are not as good as their 5-2 and two record, and the Saints are on fire. I think that Drew Brees will expose that Bears defense, and he will find a way to get the road victory 23-21. to 21. The San Francisco 49ers will travel to the Pacific Northwest to take on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by three. The key in this game is, can Kyle Shanahan continue to do what he does with the power running game? However, the 49ers are banged up on the injury front. No Raheem Mostert, no Jeff Wilson Jr. It's not sure. We're not sure if Tevin Coleman's going to come back, although he came off of IR. The starting running back is going to be Jarek McKinnon and Jamichael Hastie's going to get some touches. But the key is, without Debo Samuel, how is Kyle Shanahan going to move the ball on Seattle? What they got to do is take the ball away from Russell Wilson. But I think Russell Wilson is just too good. He's too strong. I know that I think I favor the matchup with Russell Wilson, especially playing at home. And the 49ers are just too banged up. Seattle does get a victory, but it's going to be a last second. Russell Wilson pulls it out right at the last second, 28 to 27. And it'll be kind of a heartbreaker, but Seattle does get the victory. They bounce back after losing that game last week to the Cardinals. The Sunday night game, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And it'll be a new era in Dallas as the Cowboys turn to their rookie, Demaco. The Eagles are playing at home. They're favored by nine. Carson Wentz will try to pick apart that Cowboys defense. And in the battle of the NFC East with the Philadelphia Eagles, they have a slight lead on the Cowboys. And the Eagles do get the victory. And I think it's going to be a blowout. 31 to 17. The Monday night game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will travel up to New Jersey to take on the Giants. Tom Brady going up against Daniel Jones. Tom Brady is hot right now. It doesn't matter if he's playing on the road. He's playing at home. He's got his weapons and they are ready to handle the arsenal and take on the Giants. And Tom Brady does get the victory 26 to 10, pushing their record to 6 and 2 and making themselves one of the best teams in the NFL. That's my football picks. There's no big upsets. And I know when I get on the air on Monday, sometimes I usually whiff on my picks. Guessing the score, sometimes I don't even get close. But it's fun. I enjoy doing football picks. And I enjoy doing this show. And I want to thank all my listeners who continue to listen to me faithfully. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel and download the podcast. I'm also on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram. This social media thing, it's 2020. We're in a pandemic. It is crazy. And I know that I hope that everybody has a great Halloween. We are five days away from the election. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but we still have sports. Have a good day, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.